0: Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Kingdom Church podcast. We are so happy you could be here. Hey, this is an extremely special message. Kingdom Church turns one. We're looking back. We're celebrating all that God has done. It's gonna be amazing. So sit back, relax. We're starting in Isaiah 43. I am the Lord who opened up. I am the Lord who opened up. Through the waters making a dry patch through the sea. I called forth the mighty armies of Israel with with Egypt, with all of its chariots. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle. But don't worry, it gets better. But forget all that because it's nothing compared to what I'm about to do. Come on, somebody. For I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? You guys know what to do. I will make a path. I will make a path. Through the wilderness. And I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. I want to share the title of our message this morning. And you're going to clap your hands. And really, it's just it's a title for God. It's who He is. And it's just been this word stuck in my heart this week. God is a uh, way... Maker. Come on, somebody clap your hands. You guys may be seated. Man, God is good. How many of you guys know God always makes a way? God always makes a way. Uh, this week, if you guys, you know, if you haven't caught the, the gist by now, it's an extremely special week. Anyone know that? Yeah. Super special week—we're <laughs> celebrating our one-year anniversary. But what I found out this week is that uh, this one-year anniversary is not the only anniversary that we're celebrating this week. You see, what I found out this week was that it has been eight years since Christy, my wife, and I have become Facebook friends. <laughs> Come on, somebody who knows about—yeah, you, you can clap your hands. How many guys have seen the Friends of 3 on Facebook before? Yeah. Any of you guys seen that? It just lets you know how long you've been friends with someone. And usually like when I get this notification that I've been friends with someone for a long time, I usually just completely ignore it because <laughs> like, I don't really care how long I've been friends with someone on Facebook. But when it came to uh, this notification this week that it's been eight years since I've been friends with Christy, the thing is... Um, our relationship, and specifically our friendship uh, on Facebook, there's actually a special story that goes along with it. Can I tell you guys a story? Yeah! Because this is, you need to know, I don't usually care about friends anniversaries on Facebook, but this was an extremely special one, other than the fact that she's my wife. Um, you see, uh, for those of you guys, we've got to go back to 2011. You guys cool? We're going back to 2011. Take me back, take me back. <laughs> now, what you need to understand is that 2011 was a very different time than 2019. You see, 2011 was, this was before Instagram had taken off. Okay. This was before, this was before the, the DMs. You guys know what the DMs, right? Like sliding into DMs. This was before that time. You see, back in 2011, if you wanted to make a move, it started with the Facebook friend request. It just, it started. And so I had to be very strategic with my Facebook friend request, why? You see, Christy and I, we met our first year at university, and uh, most people don't know this, but when Christy uh, entered university, she entered believing that she was the bachelorette. (laughs) How many of you guys watch the bachelorette? So, like, uh, this is not a word of a lie. When school started, there was, like, ten different dudes vying for her heart, and so every single week, Christy would hand out roses. (laughs) That's a joke. Shout out, Bachelor in Paradise. Um, but there was all these dudes that were just vying for her heart. Like, I'm not lying. You can ask people we went to school with. There was like at least 10 guys that wanted to get a piece of her. That sounded weird. <laughs> that's my wife. But so it was, and so I had to be very strategic with my time. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Harrison, there's no way there was anyone at school that's as good looking as you, as smart as you, as humble as you. <laughs> I know you're thinking that, but what you have to understand is at that time, I had braces still. And the the later you go in life with braces, the harder it is to just kind of rock them. Like, Like, they're cool when you're 12, when you're, oh, it's just, it doesn't. And so I had to be very strategic in my time with Christy. And so I always wanted to make sure that I was at the top of her mind. And so like some days I would see her if I saw her one day, like that would be a hello. I'd be like, what's up, girl? And I would know that she kind of thought about me that day. There were certain days where, like, I would, um, I I would, I would just go. I'd walk with her to class. I'd walk her to class, make sure, like, hey, you know what's up. And on really special days, um, I would actually sit beside her in class. Come on, somebody. That's like 80 minutes, just like close. (laughs) But I wanted to be very strategic with my Facebook friend request because I wanted to make sure that I sent her the request on a day where I had not seen her that much because she needed to know who was number one. And I wanted to make sure I was always top of her mind. And so I like to believe that on September 16th, 2011, it was a day where I didn't really get to see Christy that much. And that was the day that I sent her the friend request. And in my mind, I have this picture where maybe Christy was with another dude trying to vie for her heart, or maybe someone was trying to talk to her, but then all of a sudden she gets this notification, this friend request, and she remembers who's number one. The rest is, as they say, history. Let's go! Clap your hands for that. But it's funny, and the reason I'm telling you guys this story is not to just let you know that I won. Um, <laughs> but it, it's interesting when this friends' uh, friends' anniversary came up on Facebook. I realized something uh, that, as people, it's so easy to forget. It's so easy to forget. Because you see, I, I was thinking about uh, this-, this time. This was eight years ago. And uh, when, this- when this notification came up, it made me remember everything. Like our whole relationship became flooding back. And uh, I-, I was just thinking this week, you know, like Christy, um, we've been married now for like three years, which is amazing. Uh, she's pregnant with twins, yes. which is amazing. <laughs> we started a church together. Which is amazing, um, but literally without a word of a lie, Christy Chaka is my dream girl. There's, there's no, there's no other way to put it. But it's funny because like when I looked at this, this friends book, uh, friends anniversary thing, I realized like if Harrison in 2019 could go back and talk to Harrison in 2011, because like Harrison in 2011, you guys may not believe this, but literally, and I tell Christy, and I got some friends that confirm it, from the first time I talked to her, I knew I was gonna marry this girl. Like I just, I just knew it. And so I was just thinking this week that if Harrison in 2019 could go talk to Harrison in 2011, Harrison in 2011 would look at Harrison in 2019 and be like, oh my gosh, you are living the dream. Yeah. You're living the dream. This is exactly what we've dreamt of. Yeah. And so I was so thankful this week for the friends, the Facebook friends anniversary, is because sometimes it's just easy to forget. It's easy to forget as life goes on, as we're we're living in our our daily grinds, it's easy to forget that I'm actually living my dream. This is my dream girl. You see, where I want to go with this this morning, it's not going to be all about Christy. (laughs) Because I think there's something so spiritual to this, this idea of forgetting. I think as people, we have a tendency to forget. We can get so caught up in the daily grind, and I know a lot of us, it's like, I'm always on to the next. Anyone like that? It's like, I got somewhere I got to be. I got something I got to do. It's, it's the next thing. But what happens if we never take time to celebrate, we can actually miss out on what's happened. Yeah. Look at this, spiritually speaking. If we never stop and look back at all that God has done, we can actually miss what God's doing. Yeah. It's so easy for us to live in this bubble, in this, in this right here, right now. But if we don't look at things at a bigger picture, if we never stop to celebrate, we can actually miss what God has done. Yeah. You can actually forget that you're with your dream girl. Mm. I'm not the only one. We need to remember. And so this morning what we're doing, if you, if you haven't caught on by now, is, is we're gonna remember. Yes. We're about to celebrate all that God has done in this place. Yes. Because God is a way maker. Yes. Come on so I said God is a way maker. And so what we're gonna do this morning, if this is your first time in Kingdom Church, it's gonna be all good, don't you worry about that, but we're gonna celebrate all that God has done in this last year. That's what we're gonna do. You see, I think that for God, and this, this may sound weird, but God actually requires us to celebrate. God requires us to celebrate. If, if you ever read the Old Testament, you're thinking to yourself, like, how come God has all of these like, weird like, festivals that he wants people to do? Like, Why does he want them to celebrate a year of Jubilee? What's the Jubilee? Like, Why does God want us, there to be Sabbaths and all these festivals? It's because the reason that God has made us, God has made us as people that need to celebrate. We need to remember. And that's all the Old Testament, but New Testament style, Jesus does the same thing. Yeah. We don't have all those festivals. We don't have all those things anymore, but what we do have is communion. I don't know if any of you guys like, like communion. I love communion. But maybe some of us are wondering, like, how can we have this juice and like, this weird cracker? It's not a meal. Jesus says every time you do this, you're to do this in remembrance of me. You see, God needs us to remember. Because he knows the tendency for us as people is to forget all that he's done. And so literally, communion is for us. Anytime we're in a low season, a hard place, where it's like, God, I'm not sure you're moving in my life. We're supposed to take communion and remember, oh yeah, God made a way. God died for me. You see, God requires us to celebrate, and when we look back, it actually gives us hope and vision for the future. And so this morning, we're going to be uh, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 43. And uh, before we read anything, I'm going to give us some context of what's going on. Uh, God is writing to the people of Israel, and the people of Israel are in a season of exile. What that means is they are literally living as captives. They're not in the place that they were from. They were living as captives. And so it was a rough season. It was a season where they felt like God was not working. It was a season where they felt like God was not moving. Anyone been in a season like that before? Where it feels like God is not doing anything. And so God sends the people of Israel a message through the prophet Isaiah. And I believe that this message is not just for them, but it's for us today. And he says this in verse 15. He says, I am the Lord, your holy God, Israel's creator and king. So the very first thing God does is God puts things in perspective in terms of who he is. This is the very first thing we need to understand when we're struggling, when we feel like we're in a low season, when we feel like God is not working, the first thing we need to do is put God in his proper place. Because listen to this, he doesn't just say I'm Israel's king, he says I'm Israel's creator. God's just not our Lord, he's our creator, and so what that means is that God has formed each and every one of us, our inward parts, he knows us better than we know ourselves, And so what that means in our low seasons is if God created us, then our creator values us. And so God has to first put things in perspective. He's saying it may not seem like you're in the spot you want to be right now, but listen, I'm still creator. I'm still king. And so this is what he says next. He says, I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. You see, the very first thing God does here is God tells them who he is he puts them in their proper perspective and then he reminds them of the past now for those who don't know the story that he's referring to here in the old testament there's a great story called the exodus and what happens is the people of israel these are god's people they're held captive in a place called egypt any of you guys ever seen the ten commandments before the movie and so what happens is that the people are held as captives in egypt for 400 years and in this great act of deliverance god brings the people out of egypt and in this, in, this, in this scene that can only really be made like for a movie, like to really see it, there's this sea on one side, there's Israel in the middle, this is God's people, and then there's the army chasing them. And so it seems like they're caught between a rock and a hard place. It seems like there's nowhere to go, but if you read the story in Exodus, what the Bible tells us is that God parted the seas, and Israel walked through on dry ground. Now listen, this defies everything that we know to be true. About physics, biology, whatever aquarium people are called that study the sea. Marine biologists. Shout out George Costanza. God is reminding the people of what he did in the past. Because the people now are caught in a rock, in a hard between a rock and a hard place. And God says to them, Hey, you know the God that parted the seas? That's still me. It's the same God. You see, God has to remind them of the past in order to propel them in the future. You see, when we look back in the past, it actually gives us vision and hope for the future. And so this morning what we're doing, and we're about to celebrate all that God has been done in this place, all that God has been doing. And the reason that we're doing this is because we're going to celebrate the past in order to give us hope for the future. We're going to celebrate all that God has done in this place in order to give us hope for the future. And my belief is by the story of Kingdom Church, not only where everyone who calls this place home will your faith grow, but the whole body, everyone who is here, your faith is going to grow after this morning because of God's faithfulness. Because you're going to see what God has done in this place. And if God can do it in this place, you better believe he can do it in your life. And so that's what we're going to do this morning. if you call Kingdom Church home, you need to know what God's been doing in your house. And if you don't call Kingdom Church home, what are you waiting for? (laughs) So as we begin, I want to just give you an idea of what God has done in this place and really the history of Kingdom Church. And the reason again is because when we celebrate the past, it gives us hope for the future. For those who do not know, uh, God placed a vision in my heart a couple years ago and the vision and the dream was to plant a church, create a church where people that would not normally go to church could come and experience Jesus free of religion, free of change, free of whatever it is, people could come and experience Jesus. People that would not normally set foot in church would come to Kingdom Church, they would experience Jesus. But in order to do this, it required a great sacrifice and a great leap of faith. What I had to do is I quit my job. Everything I had ever known, security, and I just stepped out and I said, God, where you go, I'm going to follow. Right. Yeah. And so Kingdom Church, uh, in its humble beginnings, we began in my basement, now what you need to understand about my basement other than it was hot sometimes um, i don't live in like this huge house right like this basement like we used every square inch that we could we had a sectional down there and we took the sectional apart and so like people would double up on the sectional we had folding chairs we had chairs with no backs in them it was like whatever we could do to get people in the basement but this this is the story of kingdom church And so it started and there was weeks we had like 15 people in the basement. There was weeks we had 20 people and it was like revival. (laughs) But at most in our basement we had 24 people right before we launched our church. And one thing that I told everyone in our basement, I said that we're not gonna despise the days of small beginnings. Because it doesn't matter the size of the fighter, it's about the heart of the fighter. Because God will take the small and he'll do something we could never imagine. And so I preached in that basement on faith. I said, You're not going to believe what God's going to do if we just have faith like a mustard seed. If we just believe that God can do something, God is going to do more than we could ever imagine. And I began to tell people, There is going to be people in your life, family members, friends that are going to experience Jesus at Kingdom Church. And we declared it in faith and we believed it. And we were a small group. And, and it's crazy, and I just look back, and I'm just so thankful for the faith of those 24 people to believe that this could actually become something. Yeah. To believe that what I said, it's, it's going to be small for a little bit, but God's going to do something. Yes. You see, it's from, because of the faith of all of those people that we are where we are right now. Yeah. It's through the faith of those people, listen to this, because we declared all the time that people are going to come here and experience Jesus. Yeah. It's because of their faith, and in the first year of Kingdom Church, we've had 205 people make decisions for Jesus. Come on, somebody. It's it's been amazing. In in the last year, we've had five people take the next step and get baptized and say, I want to follow Jesus. It's been in that last year that God took a group of people with faith and said, I'm going to do something that you could never imagine. And I just look back and I'm like, man, if God could do that with us, how much more does he want to do with all of us? How much more does he have in store for Kingdom Church? Because the best is yet to come. Yeah. Right. The be- really, guys, this morning, this sermon, it's about celebration, but it's also about faith. Because at the very end of the day, what holds most of us back from pushing forward is a lack of faith. And a lack of faith often corresponds with fear. We're too fearful to move forward. You see... This story of us 24 people, I just think that God has done so much more than that. And I would love to just talk about every single thing that God has done. We don't got time. But one thing I'll share with you guys, one of my biggest fears when starting this church, uh, I had a great vision. I believe it was a vision from God to make a dent in all those people that need to know Jesus. There's a great number. But how many of you guys know that a great vision without the proper people doesn't really matter? Yeah. You can have great vision, but without people, it doesn't really matter. And so I was like, especially before I made the step, I was super skeptical with the Lord. And I said, God, I just, I'm, I'm fearful to step out because I don't know if we have the people. I don't know if we have the people. But one thing that God said to me over and over and over again was that if you never step out, you'll never be able to see what I can do. If you never step out, you're never gonna see what I can do. And it reminded me this week about the story of Peter in the New Testament. There's a story where Peter goes and he walks on water. And a lot of us, we, we look at this story and it's like, oh my gosh, Peter sank after like one step. But here's the thing, Peter still walked on water, which is something that none of y'alls have done. But, but it was because he had the faith to step out. And when he stepped out, God met him there. And so one thing that God declared over and over and over and over, and he's still declaring it because I need to believe it, is that when you step out, I'm gonna bring you everything that you need. Now, you need to understand this. Kingdom Church, we have an amazing team. When we started, we had an amazing team, but we had some gaps. Come on, somebody, we had some gaps. I look back at a lot of the things, and I'm like, I have no idea how we've had 52 services here at Kingdom Church, because we just did not have the people. One of the gaps that I want to talk about right now is our gap on the technological side of things. Um, You guys see these lights? and the music and everything, and it's amazing. But when we started this church, we did not have one person that knew how to work lights, (laughs) that knew how to work a soundboard. And so by grace, my sister, I think she's back there. Uh, Stephanie is her name. She volunteered, and she said, I'll be the person that runs the soundboard. And so she got trained for like two weeks, and uh, then we launched. And uh, I love her, and she's amazing. She's getting better every single week, but she'll agree with this. When we started, she didn't know what she was doing. She'll agree. doctor. She didn't know what she was doing. But we launched the church anyways. Because God said, when you step out, I'm going to bring you exactly what you need. And it's crazy looking back, because our very first service, I don't know why he was here, but there was a man, a boy, a beautiful Filipino boy, named Prince. And you guys know Prince? He was on the base today, rocking it out. And I, I don't know why, I don't know how he got here, but he was here the very first day. And when he saw everything that was happening, he realized we got some gaps. And, and I'm, I'm not lying, the very, I remember the conversation, he came and talked to me after his service, I'd never seen this boy before. I was like, I don't speak to Tagalog. <laughs> I love you Prince, all my Filipino friends. I speak Telugu Um, but I remember that time he just said he said I want to join your team I think you guys need me and it's just crazy because that's how God works God says when you step out I'm gonna bring you exactly what you need but hold on the story gets better because Prince in his love and kindness he took me out for a fried chicken a couple weeks ago and we were talking and uh, I just wanted to get a better idea a better picture of his story and so I said, Prince, I said, tell me your story. Like, How, how did you start like, getting involved with church? How did you learn all this stuff? And he, and he told me, he's like, well, it all started in the Philippines when I was about 11 or 12 years old. He said, I was in Sunday school. And then the, one of the Sunday school teachers, he noticed me. And he said to me, he said, Prince, you have so much talent. You have so much potential. You need to start using what God has given you. And in that moment, I had this spiritual revelation. And I felt the Holy Spirit. And I spoke to Prince and in that moment. I told him what God was telling me. Because God then gave me an even bigger picture of what he was doing. You see, God said to me that when I step out in faith, he's going to give me exactly what He need, what we need. And I took it like God's going to give us what we need in that moment. But when God gave me that bigger perspective of Prince in the Philippines, God said, no, 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 I'm not just going to work in that second. I've been working for the last eight years. He said, I, I was working in the Philippines back in 2010 with the expectation that Kingdom Church was going to start in 2018. There's so much that God wants to do in our lives. And when we step out, God promises to meet us there. And the reason that we need to look back sometimes, the reason we're celebrating this morning is because it's so easy for me to forget. It's so easy for me to forget all that God's been doing and all that God's going to do, but I believe this, that God has been working in the Philippines for Kingdom Church. God's been working in Brazil for Kingdom Church. God's been working in brokenness for Kingdom Church. God's working. We're going to show some videos because there's more stories you want to tell, and uh, these are three different stories just about how God has been working in Kingdom Church. And so we're going to watch this now, and then I'm just going to preach some more, but I just want us to see even more so how God's working in Kingdom Church.
1: Uh, My name is Megan Tanner and I've been attending Kingdom Church since February. I'm Heather Burbeau, and we've been attending since last spring.
2: I'm Roger Burbeau,
3: and I've been attending with her since, I think it's been since the beginning of June. Uh, My name is Greg Musselman and I've been attending Kingdom Church for about two months.
1: I had actually left the church for about three years and there was no falling out, there was no particular reason I left, it was just Uh, I kind of had been going to the same one for a while and I felt like there had to be more to being a Christian than just going to church on Sundays. I actually took a trip down to Texas and when I was down there, the only way I can describe it is that I was hungry for God. and put on my heart that I had to find a new church when I got home. So I got home on Thursday night and on Friday I started Googling churches in the Edmonton area. And so I was just scrolling through Instagram and I decided to take a look under the hashtag Y-E-G churches. And I wasn't even sure if it existed or if there would be anything there. And that's where I found Kingdom Church. I was a little skeptical. It was on a Saturday. So we're used to going to church on Sunday. And our daughter was going and doing worship there. So we thought we better go check into this church and see what she's been learning. And we were a little worried about the doctrine. Maybe she's being taught something that we really didn't want her to be taught. I came back to Kingdom Church partly because of the people, um, partly because of the message, and partly because of the values of the church. They line up with what I believe a church should be and what we as the body of Christ should be.
2: I was taken by um, the realism of the people that I met there. I I was comfortable from the minute I walked through Mm -hmm. the doors. And um, um, I found a real transparency
3: in the leadership At Kingdom, we had been praying that God would raise up a, a church uh, in St. Albert that would just really be passionate for Jesus. Not that some of the other ones aren't, they certainly are, but uh, there was an expression of Jesus that would be uh, reaching a th- people that don't know about the gospel, don't know about Jesus. And so uh, I came just to basically check it out. And first time I came in here, I just really felt that God's spirit was here. I love the passion, the enthusiasm, a lot of young people in the church and you know, Harrison as a, as a pastor is a big vision and in some ways you know if you've been around the church for a long time some of that fire can uh, be diminished a little bit and you know just to be around a guy like him and and the rest of the team here has been very inspiring and I'm really enjoying it. Most of us
2: are getting we're getting the wrong uh, description of who God is Mm -hmm. and um, there's so many different ideas of uh, who God is and who Jesus is today mm-hmm. and I think that it's important that we all find out the truth of who he is and for you to come to this church I think that you're going to feel at home and I th- and if you trust me I think that you can trust, I believe that you can trust Kingdom Church to be able to um, walk you on, on whatever path that you end up on but be able to walk you through it
1: Kingdom Church has had a huge impact on my personal life. Um, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, so I didn't grow up with that support network around me. And I didn't have maybe the best positive experiences with the church when I was younger, in my early 20s. Um, So for me, I was never really sure what it looked like to do life with other Christians, because I've always been very independent to my faith, and it's always been just between me and God. Um, So being a part of Kingdom Church and seeing how I can fit in and seeing how or just the like-minded people that are around me has had a huge impact in my ability to grow as a Christian and my ability to get closer and more connected with Jesus.
3: I sincerely believe that this church is going to grow uh, in numbers, but even more importantly, that is in maturity. A lot of people attend a church but never get to that place where they really become followers and disciples of Jesus. And I believe that as long as we continue to focus on that one, one person at a time, this church will explode in terms of numbers, and that with that will become more resources and we'll be able to make a greater impact in the community. So I think our, our the influence is what's going to grow. But I think the simplicity of the gospel and relationship with Jesus will never change.
1: We're really excited to be there, and we, uh, we enjoy every Saturday morning. Uh, I've never really been this excited to go to church in a long time, and um, this uh, kingdom has, um, has made a big impact on, on my life these last six months.
0: Well, let's clap our hands. We serve a way maker, way maker. I love that video and thank you so much to Krisia and Kyle for putting it together and uh, just for everyone who's in it. But what I love about that that video is just that God works in so many ways. God works through Instagram. God works through our skepticism. I love Greg that he was praying for a church and this was the church before we even existed. God makes a way where there's no way And I believe he's going to do it again. You see, I told you this morning it's all about faith. And so I want to speak to people right now in this room that you feel like maybe you don't have faith. The thing with faith, what I've realized is that for the majority of faith, you're never going to be 100% sure. You're never going to know what it looks like. I never could have imagined what Kingdom Church would look like. But when God puts something on our heart, we just got to follow through on it because then he begins to bring people together from all over the world. Yeah. And we begin to see God moving. And I, I, I need you guys to understand this. You see, I think for so many of us, we are so worried about what might happen that we never step out and experience what could happen. Mm-hmm. I'll say it again. We we're so worried about what might happen yeah. that we never experience what could happen. That's you know why I need to look back? It's cause like on a bi-weekly basis, I think our church is falling apart. I'm just being honest. It just feels like, man, like, I don't know, God, I don't know how, how we're going to do it. But the reason this morning is so important is because looking back, has made me realize that God's been there the whole time. Yeah, God's always made a way. Yeah. He's going to continue to make a way. Yeah. God's been moving in this place. Yeah. I need you guys to understand something, and I hope it changes your worship a little bit. If you guys see me, the reason I worship so hard, other than the fact that God is so worthy of all my praise, other than the fact that God has redeemed me whether the mics work or what God has still redeemed me and so I'm still gonna raise my hands but one of the reasons I worship so hard is because I remember last summer and even before that I, I was jogging and I haven't jogged in a long time hashtag dad bod coming <laughs> but when I would jog I'd have my headphones and I would listen to Christian music and I would just sort of get lost in this moment and I would just, I would be jogging and I would begin to just imagine what it would be like to have a church. I began to just imagine what the church could look like and I began to imagine what it would be like if we could sing these songs at church. Like it's amazing when I'm running, but what if we could sing these songs at Kingdom Church? Like what would that look like? And so every time I come here, listen to this, I'm literally standing in my dream. I'm standing in God's dream. I need you guys to understand this. If you're here, you're sitting in a miracle. Clap your hands. This is a miracle. It's not, it's not by might. It's, it's not by how great are. It's by God's provision. It's the fact that God has made a way where there was no way. It's the fact that God's going to continue to make a way. It's the fact that, guess what, Kingdom Church, we ain't seen nothing yet. Look at this. Isaiah 43, verse 18. says, God made a way. Remember it. Then he says, but forget all that. Hold on. Pastor, you've just been telling us for half hour about what God's been doing. Now you're saying, forget it? Here's the reason we forget it. The only reason we look back is to propel us to what God has next. He says, forget all that because it is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. It's nothing compared to what I'm about to do for I'm about to do something new. See, look at this. I have already begun. Do you not see it? I've already started. God is there before we ever even step out. He's already started. Listen to this. This is what I believe as we close we haven't seen anything yet. We have not seen anything yet. You wanna know why? It's because we serve a way-making God. We serve a God that if if he's done it before, he's gonna do it again. He brought someone from the Philippines, he's gonna do it again. He brought someone from Brazil, he's gonna do it again. You see, listen to this. Our vision for this next year, if you weren't here a few weeks ago, we are all about the one. There's one person. There's one person. Each and every one of us, you have a story of one person. It's one person in your life that God has called, God has ordained for you, and they need to experience Jesus. And listen to this. I wanted us to look back this morning because you need to see that God's about to do something again. We haven't seen anything yet. There's people in your life, we have a great vision, we have a huge vision. There's people that still need to know Jesus. There's people that still need to experience his goodness, that still need to experience his provision. And by faith, we're gonna see it again. We're gonna see him do it again. God says, forget what you've you've seen in the past. I'm about to do something new. I'm about to do something new. Can we just stand church? Now listen. We worshiped a little bit already, but I want us to worship God now with the knowledge of all that he's done about his goodness. And so we're about to sing real loud, you made a way where there was no way. Anyone ready for that? You guys are ready? All right, let's sing it. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. We truly believe that the best is yet to come here at Kingdom Church. So we would love for you to come join us in person. If you have not already, head over to our website, kingdomchurch.ca, and you will find everything that you need and so much more. We look forward to meeting you. Take care.